2: A Mercedes van. On the road again.
0: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green.
2: Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders. Once again, we're here on a bright, sunny, kind of warm Saturday morning in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome you to Your Car Insiders. I'm here with my friend and partner, Dana Southern. And each week we try to share some helpful hints with you about the car buying process. And Dana always reaches out and it's, it's kind of a, a scripted text. What do you want to talk about today? And nothing really came to mind, but right after he said it, about two minutes before we started, something came to my mind. And it's something that he's truly, without a doubt, without a doubt, the most experienced person I know in this category of the car business. And I would say that we're more experienced than most of the people in the car business when it comes to things. We were talking about how dealerships, he mentioned, need to find new ways to try to trick the customers. And that's not what we talk about. But what I wanted to talk about was sometimes you read on MSN or something, you see something that somebody's got a great lease special. And all they talk about is the payment. They don't talk about, is it 7,500 miles? Is it 10,000 miles? It used to be when they were low, low mileage lease was 12,000 miles. Used to be. Used to be. And on most,
3: you know, cars that are not high line, typically still is, but not
2: all manufacturers. And it's all about the one word, the advertising. Now, we talk about every business... It's, it's every business that has their ways of manipulating the consumer.
3: And getting a an higher total amount out of the consumer's pocket, that's the plan.
2: Now, one thing that I always laugh about is when I, I think it's funny that people truly believe that Costco is a good way to buy a car. I,
3: I just literally yesterday, as you say this, Gary, do you mind? Mm-mm just yesterday helped a gentleman and when he called me and he had shared with me that he had been shopping and that he didn't feel comfortable completely but he had gone and got a Costco deal my direct quote to him was if i ever got someone a costco deal I would fire myself. I would never attempt to help anyone else again because I would be clearly unqualified to do so.
2: And, you know, and it's... By the way, I
3: helped him get his new car yesterday for thousands less than his Costco price.
2: And it's kind of like the same things when you talk about, you know, truecarscars.com. I was looking, just looking. I wanted to see, get an idea on what these used AMG GTs were selling for. And I just Googled it. And all that... All of a sudden, what populated was a true car website, and it was just lists of cars that were at true car dealers, and I was kind of astounded at how much these cars dropped in value in one year, but back to the Costco thing. So, I'm walking through the Costco store, and I'm walking, and there's certain things I buy, and I I used to like to go there. Because I thought they did a great job with their meat in the meat department. And there wasn't a package of steaks that I'd have bought yesterday because the cow needed to go on a diet. I'd never seen meat that fatty in a Costco before in my life. And I prefer to actually walk into a store – where I can go to the butcher at Safeway and tell him what I need, and I'm going to go shopping for a little bit and have them cut the meat for me. But I also noticed as I was walking past, they have that right behind the TVs. They have the jewelry section. And I kind of I kind of find it a little amusing that one of the toughest things to get a deal on today is— trying to buy a Rolex watch and ask for a discount. Let me know how that works out for you. In an authorized Rolex retailer. Not one of these companies, best watches, true facet. Not one of these companies that sell the watches online. Rolex knows where those watches were. When you buy from some of these manufacturers, there's sometimes, and it's not the topic of, the, of our show, there's sometimes issues with the Rolex factory warranty. But I looked up and in the case in Costco was two Rolex watches. So I went home and just curiosity got the. So I Googled about it because I can't imagine Rolex allowing their watches to be discounted. I don't know how Costco gets them as a non-authorized Rolex retailer but the one thing that i did notice was that they mentioned that it's slow moving inventory you're not going to find the latest and the greatest you're not going to see you a new stainless
3: daytona platinum that's right. coming out bad boy yeah. no the 50 year anniversary or the yacht
2: master 2 you know we were talking about him yesterday but it's just it's just the perception i couldn't imagine walking into costco to buy a rolex watch I still have a hard time imagining buying a car through the Costco program. I worked in dealerships. Dana signed the checks. We've talked about this, how much the dealerships pay to be part of the Costco program.
3: And and again, our, our show today is not going to be about this particular company that I shot at again yesterday and probably the day before. Hold them in high regard. I was there I, yesterday. I, I, me too. the The key, I think, is should Costco be selling Rolex watches? <laughs> I don't know. And are they really helping you buy a car? The key in every transaction. And I don't know how many times I've said this, and I, I don't mean to be redundant or, or, or just keep saying it so many times but what matters is what you sign the final document before you leave the dealership depending on what it is you're buying um, because in some cases you might be buying the wrong car for sure because you thought and didn't know that you could have got a brand new one for less or you just simply chose to do it but the important thing is that we understand every facet of a car deal we understand what values on trades are we understand why we understand the market on trade values when it comes to interest rates which are about to go up again according to the fed this last week i can tell you that for sure we understand where the banks that have the best rates are and where they're not we have you know
2: and the other thing when dana just talked about the rates you know some people There there are so many other things involved in your car loan than just your credit when it comes to your interest rate. So if you walk into the dealership and you have a car and you're $5,000 upside down and you want to put no money down, it's not going to be as an attractive a loan to a lender if you walk in, have the same credit score, no trade-in, and you're putting $10,000 down.
3: Those are two completely different scenarios for the bank.
2: And- People don't get it. I can't tell you how many times I'll sit with somebody and say, why is my rate this? I have an 800 credit score. Well, you don't want to put any money down. You don't want to finance the tax and license. Now, when you would want to do certain things like this, sometimes the rates through the bank aren't the way to go. It's you take the subvented financing through the manufacturer. And and I flip it. If you're going to finance a car at zero percent, What I I always suggest you put something down because at zero, even with putting nothing down, if you put nothing down, you might want to consider gap insurance. Absolutely. But these are the things that we look at. It's not just the price of the car. Now, I've helped people and they'll say to me, should I go to my bank and get pre-qualified? If that's what you want to do, okay, go ahead and do it. I'm not going to tell you no. However, I can't remember the last time somebody was pre-qualified by a bank. Not a credit union. That we walked in and I didn't get them a better rate at the dealership. Now, some of these credit unions that I've used recently were out of this state of Washington, the state of California. They weren't local credit unions. Uh, and Dana knows a lot of them like there there's certain credit unions that that we sometimes like a loan to go to because your credit's good but it's not great but you're getting a really competitive interest rate
3: a rate you couldn't get anywhere
2: else if you went to a bank you know i mean i guess the point that what we're trying to explain is that these services that you see they talk nothing about anything Anything other than the price of the car.
3: Before it ever arrived at the dealership. And if you understand that, and it's kind of important out here because most of the dealerships, not every single one, but you could probably count on a hand or two the ones that do not pre-install and add accessories or add a paint sealant or add nitrogen in the tires or add something to then increase the price by as much as they choose to, randomly, I might add. And so when you go in with that price, you are guaranteed that, okay, well, that's the car, but now what are we going to do about all the stuff that's on it? How many people enjoy doing that? Because if you, that's why they don't send out true car price certificates anymore. Because if they did, then they'd have that battle. Companies like that train the dealer on how to make profit.
2: I saw the email. So, trying to schedule appointments to have someone from True Car come into the dealership and have a meeting explaining how to ma- how to maximize profits on True Car customers.
3: And and here's a perfect example. Besides the fact that the dealers have to pay these services, just like I did, I never paid True Car, but I certainly did pay Costco. I had three of them and paid you know a substantial amount each year to be able to have them. So the the key is that those services are not going to be protecting what you pay for an extended service contract. They're not going to make sure that it's factory. They're not going to make sure that you don't pay double what you should pay for a product like gap insurance. We are here to help you. They are there to provide a service for the dealer. Earnhardt Kia is one of the fastest-growing Kias in the country right now. They just won the President's Award for 2016. They're typically one of the top volume dealers in the Valley. Chad, their general manager, is a wonderful human being,
2: and they're located in the Avondale Auto Mall off of the Papago Freeway. Remember, you can always reach Dana at 602-679-8324, and you can reach me at 602-525-1370.
0: Make a plan today to get your house checked.
5: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, I'm here with my friend Gary Green and my business partner for a little over six years and my friend for going on 30 years now. His number is area code 602-525-1370. I'm Dana Southern. My phone number is 602-679-8324. You know, as I think about it, I think between Gary and I, I, I can't imagine how many hundreds, if not thousands, of people that work in the auto industry here in the Phoenix Metro Market that we either trained, they work for us, they we know them, they know us.
2: And some of them, it's funny because... I don't want people to get the impression that when they call us and we want to go to specific dealerships, we want to go to those dealerships for one simple word, relationships. I called a young man the other day that used to work for me, and I'm still waiting for a phone call back from Sunday because I asked him, can, I, can my client buy the used car for the price that it's advertised for online? No response. No response. But now that tells me that they have dealer ads or a caveat in their advertising that they're going to add for certain things.
3: And as you talk about that right now, Gary, the, the advertising and, – and again, it's not shame on the dealer or they're bad people. But if you're a business, you, you try to make profit. And so what happens often right now is in the fine print – on used car ads, and sometimes it doesn't even explain to you what it means, other than this is related to used cars, by the way, not new cars. It'll say things like plus whatever it took to pass emissions. That might be one of the things. It might say plus whatever shop needs were necessary. It may say plus a dealer installed accessories because it's not uncommon today to arrive at a dealership to look at a used car. And just like the new ones, they've got an addendum, too. They have their asking price for the car based on whatever tool or thought logic they had. Whether it's fair or not fair is really neither here nor there. But more importantly is on top of that, once you arrive, if you didn't read the fine print, in many, many, many cases, they have no intention whatsoever of selling it for anywhere near the price that you think you're going to go buy it for or probably save thousands on. It's not going to happen.
2: And and it's... It's all about, like I said, the relationship part. And there is no rule of thumb. We can look at a car at one dealership and they have $5,000 in markup in the car. I go to another dealership, look at the same car. The car's advertised for $4,000 less, but he doesn't have $5,000 in markup in the car. And the customer, the client will say, well, if they knock five grand off that one, why won't they knock five grand off this one? I've worked in dealerships that have... You know, when I worked at Scottsdale Lexus in 1992, I think one of the coolest cars that came out at the time was the Lexus SC400. It was the coupe. When Lexus first opened in July or August of 1989, they had an LS400 sedan that you could actually buy with cloth interior. And no moonroof. And that was the Lexus that was thirty five thousand dollars. They also had a car that was called an ES two fifty. It was a rebadged 1989, 1990 Toyota Camry. Camry. Now, at that time, that's where the those were the two cars. In ninety two, they came they introduced the coupes. They had an SC three hundred and SC four hundred. But the cars were people would come in and and the red line on the cars if the dealer wasn't making 10 grand they weren't selling one
3: so if you understood what he just said that that's what the red line meant red line means they set on a particular car whether it be a new car that's in high demand or perhaps a high demand used car, at their discretion, they can say, well, nope, if someone's not willing to pay what we believe we can get for it, then we're simply not going to sell it. But the problem with the advertising, I have a previous client who I've helped his family at least seven or eight times so far, including himself previously. And unfortunately, he recently had an incident with his vehicle and it got totaled. Well, I helped him get that vehicle a little over four years ago, and it was a Honda CRV LX. And it was a 2013, the first year of the new body design, and, and a nice vehicle. And it, and it served him well until, unfortunately, it was totaled. I don't know how many miles he actually had on it, so you have to forgive me. But the insurance company offered a little over 15000 to him for his Vehicle,
2: which is more than he would be getting if he was trading the car in,
3: without question. However, um, he said he wanted to replace it w- using the settlement amount of approximately fifteen thousand, along with an additional three thousand of his additional money from his pocket, because he kind of wanted to be in a similar position to where he was before, and so he didn't want to go buy something that was a lot more expensive. I said, well, if you're going to look at used vehicles, and you kind of mentioned that for you, the CRV you liked, but you just rented a Jeep and you liked it, and you know, I, I, I can't really look for you. But if you see something that might be of interest to you, understanding your budget and what you have in mind, I'll be happy to research it, pursue it. If it's worth pursuing, by God, we'll go look at it. Anyway, since then, um, I've received about 11 other vehicles from him And and a variety of different makes, and and not too many, but a few, and SUVs and cars, and some that showed that they were branded titles that he forwarded to me. And all of them, though, with very few exceptions, were a heck of a lot more than $16,200. And that was their advertised price. The advertised prices have been nineteen, eighteen, nine, nineteen, five, you know, eighteen, eight, seventeen, seven, seven, nine. Well, again, predicated on the fact that there's tax and license, you can't get there from here. And so, ultimately, um, I'm going to try to, of course, guide him to obviously clarify if he wants to spend more than 18000 and get what he's sending me or if he wants to spend 18000 and see what that actually buys.
2: You know, the funny thing when you said what you said is I had a client that I, I have no interest whatsoever in ever attempting to help based on his thought process. And when I say his thought process, you you tell me that you're looking for something. You need to take care of it in the next day or two. And I take my time to run around for you. And then I don't hear back from you. At that point, I'm no longer interested. But what's funny was when I gave him the pricing, he turned around and he said, well, see if they'll do any better since I'm paying cash. And I just (laughs) wanted to say to him, are you really that stupid? And it's one of the most stupid statements that I ever hear come from someone. The dealership cannot hide your cash. It's more of an incentive for the dealership to have you finance the car than you pay cash.
3: A hundred times over, I assure you that paying cash will not help you buy a car cheaper. It will cost you money more often than not, but by God, they don't need to borrow any money from you. They always get paid for the car in full, whether it be from the bank whether it be from the credit union, whether it be from...
2: And it's not even a check anymore. It's a wire transfer. They have the money almost instantaneously.
3: So for those of you that still believe that by saying you're paying cash, you're helping yourself, I promise you are not. Earnhardt Hyundai is a family-owned dealership in North Scottsdale run by my dear friend Mark Rushford. The service manager is my brother, Michael Southern. They are a wonderful facility that provide excellent service, excellent sales experience and they're located right off of I want to say Frank Lloyd Wright and Northside. bless you Northside.
4: Earnhardt Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership we invite you to visit the all-new state-of-the-art facility and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to their clients Earnhardt Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people who know how to take care of a Lexus, and even more importantly, how to take care of you. Now located in the heart of Phoenix at 800 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona 85014.
0: I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world.
1: Heroes and worlds. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be
0: perfect. You be the
5: perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders once again. I'm Gary Green. I'm here with my partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. As Dana mentioned earlier, you can always reach me at 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324.
3: Or you can reach Gary at 602-525-1370.
2: And remember... Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale, they offer a great selection of new Hyundais and pre-owned vehicles. They pledge to offer exceptional customer service and owner satisfaction located at 10401 West Papago Freeway in Avondale in the Avondale Auto Mall. I helped a young lady buy a car there, and she's got a few months left on her lease. And we've been talking a little bit because she's actually at the miles, but she had some negative equity. She has kind of a higher payment, and she wanted to know what I thought about breaking the lease four months early. Might be a good idea. Well, payments are high. I heard you, so I don't know all the details. Yeah. And they are actually have a program that some people qualify in the last ninety days of their lease to a pull ahead program. She's not part of that program right now, so she said it in thirty nine thousand miles. The dealer told her that it looks like her rear tires are worn out. Well, at thirty nine thousand miles, if you turn a lease car, and there's a very good chance you're going to be billed for at least one tire, two tires. I would imagine most cars with 39,000 miles don't meet the criteria for wear and tear. But the funny thing was, she, what she said to me was, if I decide that I don't want to buy another car from them, does he have connections for other vehicles? And I kind of chuckled and I s- sent back to her and I don't want to, and I said to her, he's not the connection, I am. Okay, there is, there's very few cars that we don't know someone for. Now, if you called up and you said you wanted to buy a Rolls-Royce and a brand new one, I could probably get the name of somebody at the Rolls-Royce dealership in Scottsdale. But every time I've helped, and I've helped a couple of people buy these cars, I've never bought one in the valley. I've always found better deals elsewhere. Now the funny thing is I have a friend of mine that works in a high line store and he kind of gets a kick out of when these people come in and they're looking at cars that are seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars and there's not a lot of inventory and there's maybe two or three. And he got in trouble one day because he explained to the customer that you're not buying a Toyota Camry. You're buying a this. And and sometimes it 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 takes explaining to the customer that on certain cars, you're not going to grind every nickel out of the car. Now, one of these new cars that just came out, I'm not even sure what it's called. I think it's an LC 500. 500, The Lexus. The Lexus. Okay. I can't imagine you walking in there and grinding on any of the Lexus stores in town and walking out stealing one of those.
3: It's not going to happen, but I can promise you this, if you did want to get one, if you called Gary at 602-525-1370, you would certainly leave a Lexus dealership with one for a lot less than you'd leave with one on your
2: own. And, and I, I, I don't, I'm not even sure if they're there yet, but it's just, it, it's just a couple of things. One of the things that has an impact on the price of a car is the supply and demand. Now, two of the best deals out there right now are Honda Accord LX on a lease, Camry as well. Camry as well. I can. The Camry's count. a little better on the purchase because of the zero percent for seventy-two months and and some cash. And it came to me from a very reliable source when I asked him something about something, and he says they don't care. They will never compete with Toyota and offer zero percent for 72 months.
3: And he's talking about Honda because they never have offered even 0% at any term ever in their history. Have it,
2: they, even at 36? Nope, never. And, and I've th- seen 0.9. 0.9
3: is the lowest Ever, 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 ever. Now, there have been times where the dealerships on short terms have worked out an arrangement with Honda to buy the interest rate down from 0.9 or 1.9 to 0. But that has to come from somewhere. And to buy it down, you have to take it out of the selling price of the car.
2: And when they do that, sometimes they actually even tell you the maximum amount financed at the 0% will be this much. And that's very prevalent when you see used car sales advertising interest rates as low as 0%. Because it's it's, not true. Because it is exactly what Dana just said. You're paying all the interest up front. you're, You're buying the car at 0%, but whatever the interest would have been for the rate that you qualified for, that dollar amount has been added to the price of the car. And that's something
3: with rates going up right now, which is far less likely to be advertised because realistically rates are going up.
6: Earnhardt Auto Centers is proud to announce the addition of Earnhardt Mazda. The team at Earnhardt Mazda, located at 15350 North Hayden Road in Scottsdale, is open to serve all Mazda owners and those who want a new Mazda. Come in today and let us walk you through our Mazda inventory, including new and used Mazdas with many different options. We are here to service all Mazdas and, of course, have genuine Mazda parts. Stop by the new Earnhardt Mazda today.
5: Remember when a small business needed a landline?
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Well, I keep telling you every time I come to the thing, I'm Dana Southern, and the nice guy across from the desk for me is Gary Green. You can reach Gary Green at 602-525-1370, and you can reach myself, Dana, at 602-679-8324. You know, Gary mentioned, and I actually spoke about this nice gentleman a little earlier, although I didn't kind of get into detail, but he had called me and he wanted to try to get a, a nice used car and he wanted to spend about $15,000 and $15,000 today should be able to get you a decent quality used car.
2: Now I'm going to add something to and it's, it, it's, it's very simple. This is what I tell everybody that looks at a used car. If you take the advertised price and hopefully you can buy it for that, Add somewhere between 11 and 12% to that dollar amount, which will cover your tax, your license, and your dock fee. And it will be close to what the out-the-door would be on that selling price. And it's when Dana was talking, and I'm going to let him go back to what he was saying, but I, I get a kick when sometimes you'll see a car, like I said earlier, the car had this much markup in it. He was close to $5,000 in markup in the car. Now, at the end of the day, I wouldn't. I don't base the... Our, our purchases are not based on what the advertised price is. Our purchases are based off what the dealer owns the used car for. And the lowest price they'll possibly sell it for, period. Now, Dana, when you were a GM... And I know when I, was a use, when I was a sales manager, if we had a used car and we were able to get that used car three grand cheaper than the one next to it, we didn't price that car $3,000 cheaper than the one that was next to it that was exactly the same. That's the point I was going to with the Lexus cars. But I don't want to distract him from what he was saying, but well, folks, it's it's the math. And, and essentially,
3: you got to do the math because in this nice gentleman's case, he, you know, had, had said in his mind. He went out to different dealerships. He looked at different cars, but he ended up going into a Hyundai dealership, and somehow, out of the corner of his eye, this brand new Hyundai Sonata Sport caught his eye, and. He just kind of, you know, he, he got that ugu. And by the way, this young man 78 years old, um, and he does a lot of volunteer work, and he was driving a, a much older Camry, coincidentally, that had served him well since 2004. Anyway, um, when we first met, just in talking to him on the phone, I, I felt like it would be important with this particular gentleman Because he had so many questions that rather than have him tell me what he thinks he wants, maybe be better for us to go out together and just go shopping together because I was concerned that he wouldn't be able to get in and out of dealerships with the information in anywhere near a timely fashion like he, of course, could with me.
2: And that happens to people that are 28 years old, not just 78 years old. And so... I think he appreciated that.
3: But separately, um, we actually started looking at Hondas, and he'd seen an advertised used Honda. But the one that he saw advertised was advertised for almost $21,000. He wanted to spend fifteen. dollars did, did he really think that a dealership would invest the money to advertise something online for $6,000 less you or know, more than they're willing to sell it for that that's not how they do it. it it just isn't often like gary said it's tough to get what they advertise now there's times where Ultimately, we can get it for far less because we can. There's times where we can't buy it for what it's advertised for because they own it for too much more. And And I
2: avoid those dealerships like they have the plague because I know and I don't mention them and Dana doesn't mention them. We know them. But
3: this is the key, as Gary says it, one of the reasons exactly why we don't go and deal with people that we know intend to do everything in their power to mislead you know, change, coerce, mix up the numbers and trick someone. You've got a lot of dealerships, I'm afraid, in this valley that that is their joy in life. That is not our joy in life. But back to this nice man. So we went over to look at the car. It was burgundy. And I'm like, why would you want a burgundy?
2: Hey, careful. My car's that color.
3: Well, yours is different. It's a Mustang. (laughs) This was an Accord, four-cylinder, and it was a lovely car, but it was 21 grand. So, I, I said, well, you mentioned that you'd looked at a, a new Sonata. And he said, oh, yes, it was just it was too expensive. I got the Costco what price. What year
2: was the Accord?
3: Um, the Accord was a 15.
2: And what trim level was it? EXL four-cylinder. Okay, so that's a car that if he, you would have told me that that was a four-cylinder LX, you could have gone in and probably helped him buy a new one.
3: For the same amount, and
2: there are times that Dana and I see that advertising where the used cars are advertised for less, not much less than what you can buy a brand new car for. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, no you.
3: worries. So, um, decided to go over to a Hyundai dealership where, you know, coincidentally, I happen to know the general manager, and we talked first, and you know, kind of explained what my client was trying to accomplish. And he said, you know, Dana, I've got, you know, a couple of probably 15s that, you know, maybe even a 16 that that could work and be in that $15,000 price range. But right now, that would be terrible for him because of what I can help you do for him on the brand new sport. And then he sent me the numbers. Now, the gentleman had the numbers from the dealership he'd been to with a business card attached to them and it had a price breakdown and the price breakdown at the very top was a very competitive price and then below that there was the sales tax and below that there was the license and then below that there was the dock fee and then there was a total but then underneath that
2: was the addendum
3: was another several different charges of over $2,000 for things that had apparently been added to the car anyway without boring you much further with this part of it um to get a brand new vehicle for what my friend had told me um you'd have to almost be legally brain dead not to say yes to what that man said to me and so when i explained the figures the nice elderly gentlemans you know he explained that he's not going to drive that much and he's older and he may only be driving for a few more years and you know there was a few cars that were at another store that were again advertised in the fifteen sixteen thousand range this time, but it was a dealership that needs to say, even if he could have bought it, it would have never made sense in a million years because the car was inferior, it would have been out of warranty in just a few thousand miles, and even if he could have got it for the price that they had quoted, it was only a couple grand less for a basic entry-level rental car Altima versus a brand-new 2017 Hyundai Sonata Sport. And at the end, I said, sir, I can't help you go buy that used car. I, I can't do it. You can go do it. I can't be part of it because even if they would do this for you, if you did stop driving in three years, I promise you this Hyundai is going to be worth a, a hell of a lot more than that other car will, was ever worth, let alone now. And so he understood and of course he bought it, but uh, sometimes we, we step over quarters or we think we know things. I, that happens to me outside the auto industry so often it's embarrassing I, I don't claim to be knowledgeable in any other field, but in this field, try me
2: you know and it's funny what you said about knowledge and understanding and, and things about what we understand and what we know. you know there's there are certain cars that the resale of the vehicles are impacted. okay now, when Dana just mentioned a Hyundai Sonata sport. Okay, that's not a rental car. It's not a trim level that's a rental car. Neither is an Altima SR. But if you start buying these cars at the trim levels and you're buying them used, you know, a gentleman called me about a used Hyundai Santa Fe Sport 2016. And 75% of the ones that I was finding were rental car, lease, I'm sorry, rental cars that were sold at the auction. Now, some dealers don't necessarily buy the cars at the auctions. Some of the dealers actually have a rep that comes around with a piece of paper and he gives him the piece of paper and he, on the piece of paper is a list of all the cars and there's a price that he can buy the cars for and what the miles are on the car and what the VIN numbers are. Now, when Dana mentioned something that people talk about, branded titles, okay? There's nothing, there's very few instances I will help somebody buy a car that has a branded title unless they completely, completely, completely understand what it is that they're doing. If you buy a vehicle that is branded and it says Lemon Law Buyback, okay,
3: And there's dealers in the Valley that sell them, even new car franchises.
2: And you don't lose the warranty on the car. However, you do lose the warranty on the item that the vehicle was branded Lemon Law for. Now, if and I hate picking on this, but I kind of laugh about it because if you live in the state of California and you have a cold and your car makes you sneeze seven times, lemon law. you can lemon law a car. Now, I've been through the lemon law process in the state of Arizona and I actually had a vehicle purchased back. The agreement to purchase the car back was made. However, I allowed Nissan to correct the problem, compensate me financially for my... I don't want to say pain and suffering, for my inconvenience. And possible diminished value. Provide me with a extended service contract on the whole vehicle for the next 100,000, up to 100,000 miles. And they also agreed that if the fix that they gave me was not correct, I could automatically go into, I didn't have to go through the, the Lemon Law buyback part. They would honor it. And the fix worked. I drove the car for another 15,000 miles. At that point, I didn't want the vehicle anymore. I traded it. Uh, There was nothing on the Carfax. Uh, There was on the service history, though, that the brakes had been changed five times in 15,000 miles. Needless to say, the brakes were the issue for the Lemon Law buyback. Now, a gal called me on a vehicle the other day. And if you know... If you know the car has a bad Carfax or anything on the Carfax, okay, help me understand why you'd even consider the car. I'll I'll give one
3: for myself. You know, sometimes people could be at a stoplight, get tapped at two miles per hour, you know, get upset. It happened to a friend of mine years ago now, and the lady that hit him put a little hole in her bumper from his bumper hitch. He was parked. He said, Don't worry about it, young lady. You just go. And unfortunately, that wasn't good enough. She tried to call her husband. He wasn't available. And so she then called the police. Well, when the police came, her bumper had a hole in it. His truck had no damage. And, and he, he has he bu- a bad Carfax. He got punished with a bad Carfax, and so did she. And there was no reason for that.
2: My daughter got hit sitting at a light. She got tapped, and the gal behind her said, Oh, let's get off the freeway at the next exit, and I'll I'll give you my information. Very minimal damage to my daughter's car. There was probably a $100 part to replace. It was the black bottom part of the bumper. I was so pissed that this woman took off after she told my daughter was in, that I made the mistake, and I know better. I called the police. So now my daughter's car says, vehicle involved rear end collision, you know, doesn't say anything about minimal damage or anything like that. There still has a little crack in the bumper. Now my Mustang, someone hit me and took off close to five thousand dollars worth of damage. Guess what it shows on the Carfax?
3: Nothing. And guess what? Gary hunted that guy down and collected his money.
2: Now the key to remember about this is very simply this. You cannot buy a car based on what how it's advertised for and what the Carfax says. But there's nothing wrong with looking at a Carfax on a vehicle because if there is something bad, it's you know it. But it's not necessarily always the information provided.